Hi, hello, mamacitas. Welcome back for another episode of Tere Tells All. Listen, life has been so chaotic lately with all of the end of school year stuff we have going on at work. I was looking at my schedule earlier today and my first thought was, well, guess I'm not sleeping this week. So you guys, you guys catch some extra Z's for me. This week's review shout out goes to Art of April. Um, she says, great show with interesting guests and topics. Teresa is such a sweet and kind host, and I'm excited to get to know her more through the show. So thank you so much, April. Um, you did mention about my um, audio issues, and I've mentioned that before, too. I was like, I'm new at this, so y'all bear with me as I figure it out. Um, you know, there have been episodes where I do try to fix the audio to the best of my ability, um, and there are times where, you know, I just, I can't. Um, and just so you guys know, when I record with my guests, most of them, because we're not in the same place, we record through Zoom, and a lot of stuff goes into play as to how the audio comes out. Um, on my end, I use a microphone, but, you know, my guests don't necessarily always have microphones. Um, so we just, you know, we do the best we can around here and it's a work in progress and I'm excited to see, see not just my show grow, but also the improvements that come with that growth. Um, so thank you. And the next one comes from, I want to say Lalvette, L-A-L-V-E-T-T-E. And she says, I just recently started following your Instagram account and I love your vibe. Your voice was made for having a podcast. I listen in the morning on my way to work. Love it. You're a great inspiration and role model. Thank you for that. You and I have that in common. I listen to my podcast in the car um, on the way to work or in the mornings as I'm getting ready. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have like a, a set podcast listening schedule like certain episodes come out on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. And so I like having my podcast schedule up. So it just makes me so happy when you guys say that you get to listen to my podcast on Tuesday mornings and that I'm part of your podcast rotation schedule. So you guys are just the sweetest. Thank you so much for leaving those reviews for me. Um, remember that if you want to leave a review, the only place where you can do that at this time is on Apple Podcasts. So if you go to Apple Podcasts, you can uh, subscribe, rate, and review. As always, thank you so much for any time that you take you know, the time to comment on Instagram or share on an Instagram story. I love seeing how you guys take the episodes and how you relate to them, how you connect to them. And when you share them with, with you know, the people around you, I think sharing people's stories is so important. Um, I'm an English teacher at heart. That's what I taught when I was still in the classroom. And my favorite part of the day was whenever I got to tell a story to my kids, whether it was a story like of me, like my life story, um, or if I just read a story to them because I liked diving into the characters and the situations and seeing the heroes and how they overcame things. And I think that kind of naturally translates into my podcast because my guests are the characters and now we get to hear their stories and their triumphs and all of that good stuff. So um, I, I like hearing that feedback from you guys. On that note, if there is any specific topic that you guys want me to cover, uh, don't hesitate to let me know because, you know, I've been uh, covering the topics that are near and dear to my heart or speaking to people who I gravitate towards um, just because of their, their presence and their story and their personalities. But if there's something that you guys want me to cover specifically, I'd be more than happy to do that as well. Um, like I said, I have some amazing guests lined up, but I do have some solo episodes coming up as well um, where I just kind of, you know, talk through different topics and um, I I'd like to hear your feedback on all of that. Today's episode features an amazing person. Her story is incredible and I'm so happy that she said yes to coming on and sharing that um, with us because I'm sure it's not something that's easy to talk about. Um, yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So let's get into it. <laughs> 
right, guys, today on the podcast, I have a real life Wonder Woman. I know her from a buff bunny and you, some of you might too. Her name is Lindy Marcuson. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here too. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, I have a lot of questions and I'm sure there are people out there who know you probably have a lot of similar questions. So yeah. I'm glad that we have you here to just kind of, you know, give us all the details and all the, the history there. Um, but why don't we start with, I already said your name, but just like a little quick little, like, where are you from? What do you do? That type of stuff. Yeah. So my name is Lindy. I am from Spokane, Washington, born and raised. It's right on the border of uh, Washington and Idaho. Um, I am 24 years old and I am a graphic designer currently for a online clothing boutique. So, and I just like to, I like to make things. So <laughs> I tinker around with a lot of mediums mm-hmm. in my spare time. And, and of course I can't sit still long enough um, for anything. So I love to, I love to exercise, work out, train, and yeah, it's led me to a few different things in my life. So, and you've been an athlete for a while, right? Because you did like gymnastics and yes. you did bodybuilding too. Yes. Yeah. I just kind of like continued on throughout the sports and which has been your favorite of all the different types of, I guess, fitness or exercise that you've done. Uh, they're, it's so, they're so different. They were require like a different training regimen. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I can say a favorite <laughs> but right right now. It's track, you know, gymnastics isn't yeah. as fun anymore for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but I, I am falling in love with track and field and I'm really excited about that. Yeah. It's exciting to see you in action whenever I see like your little videos and like yeah. yours. It's so cool to see you. Um, so let's, you know, talk about the elephant in the room <laughs> that I haven't said. <laughs> yeah, you are an amputee, correct? Yes. yes I'm an above knee amputee. Technically I'm, I'm actually a knee disarticulation amputee. Okay. Um, that means that I am through the knee. So I have a full femur. I do have my kneecap, even though it doesn't serve any purpose. <laughs> okay. Um, and I have complete, like all my quads and hamstrings are attached. And so they're somewhat functional mm-hmm. and, and I require like an artificial knee in order to walk. So that's like a difference between a below the knee amputee versus an above knee amputee. It's that artificial knee joint that you need to walk. Um, gotcha. Okay. That's just a fact that a lot of people may not realize. So, yeah, I just, I thought it was depending on like where the amputation started but I guess the kneecap obviously makes sense too like where it yeah is. yeah um so I don't know how often you get asked but I figured we could take this opportunity to kind of just go into your backstory and because yeah. you you became an amputee fairly recently it's not something that you've yes. lived with for a long time um no. So why don't you tell us your story? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start, I was in, I was in college and I, I met my, I met my sweetheart, someone who put up with the crazy, um, <laughs> even though he said I was too young and crazy at first. <laughs> is he older um, than you? He is. He's 30. I'm 24. Okay. Um, so there's a bit of a, I, you know, age is just a number. Like mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. Yeah. But I was going, finishing school, and I we met and got engaged and planned planned a wedding. And that, that sounds like super quick when I say it like that. But <laughs> I, I finished school in July, and we got married in September. Okay. And we, it was beautiful. Like, I loved my wedding day. It was absolutely perfect. And we went on our honeymoon in Hawaii, hiked all the mountains I wanted to hike and surfed and, and went to a luau. And it was just such, such a blast. And I'm so glad that we did all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course I made him go to the gym while we were at the hotel, (laughs) you know, and it's funny because I got first Buff Bunny collection clothes, like for that trip. Yeah, I know. It was like so fun. I remember I got like Luna leggings and a roar crop top and I, I wore it on our honeymoon to work out. <laughs> and 
So we got we got back from our honeymoon and we are currently living in Sun Valley, Idaho. Oh, that's where he was living. And so I just, I moved in with him and I was going to figure out everything once my feet were, was on the ground, like where my job was going to be and all, all of that stuff. Um, but I made sure to find what gym I was going to first. <laughs> priorities. <laughs> yeah, priorities. I have my pro- priorities very straight. Find my gym, find my lash lady, like... <laughs> What year was this? Like 2017? 2017. Okay. I, we were there for, you know, two days and I remember waking up the third day and I was going to go, go into town. Cause we lived kind of, we lived on above a, a, a barn and okay. it was a super cool apartment, like windows everywhere and we're plant people. So that was very nice. Um, on the third day I woke up, I remember getting ready and like, I, I did my hair that day. I like wore a dress and like, if you know me, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> I put on these like cute sandals I had and I, we drove, I left my car there cause my husband forgot his gym bag the night before. And I was like, Oh, don't worry. I'll bring it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not going to miss like, <laughs> Uh, you're holding him accountable (laughs) yeah yeah. so I had left my car at his his office and we just drove home because we lived 30 minutes out of town the next morning we drove back in together you know um we got to his office he dropped me off and I started walking back to my car and he said hey like make sure you drive safe and I I remember I remember that I just looked back at him I was like yeah of course like made sure I gave him a kiss goodbye and got in my car and I was headed to work on, I believe I was headed to work on our thank you notes for our wedding. And I had like a little snippets of memories. I, I remember like getting back into my car after being like, I was using the Wi-Fi at Starbucks, I think. Um, I, I can tell you where I parked that day. And when I was coming back into town, that's where, that's where my accident happened. Um, And I wasn't aware that this had all happened until six weeks, six weeks later when I woke up, but what had happened. And if you've been to Sun Valley, you know, it's, I mean, it's a ski town. um, It's a resort town. It's a two lane highway that goes up and down and that's it. Um, There's no medians in between. There's, there's nothing. It's gorgeous, but they're like, it's pretty, pretty dicey with like just the safety of roads. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was driving and my, I lost control of my car because my front tire blew. Um, And I went right into oncoming traffic and the the next car, car that I just happened to match up with was a Ford F350 and it was hauling a backhoe. And you know, this was a highway. So you're, you're going 50 miles, 55, 60 miles an hour. And so my car was just sheared in half. And so, and so is my leg. Um, like it, it's not like it was crushed and they had it amputated just because there's no way to save it. Like it was brought in separate from the rest of me. Oh my God. Um, and I've, I've been back there and I've like taught, I've like needed to know everything about it. Mm-hmm. I like talked to the, talk to my first responders I was like, I want to know everything. Like you tell me down to the, like Nat's ass. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like volunteers cleaning up the accident after they already took me to the hospital. And I've like clocked the time of like when, when I, when they got to me and luckily they didn't have to go through anything. Like my car was sheared in half. All they had to do was just cut the seatbelt and get me. And I have pictures of like what my car looks like. And there, there wasn't as much blood as there should have been with my leg being you know like torn off um it's like pretty graphic I apologize there was not enough blood there like they didn't get to me in times where I should have like probably bled out right there because I had a lot of trauma on my other leg as well um and compound compound fracture on my femur and so it just didn't quite add up but I was taken I was taken to the hospital in Haley Idaho and they were able to stabilize me there they gave me like two units of blood and and like a a couple I don't know what type of blood products but obviously they're they're gonna give me plasma um 
but I know two units of blood. So I was like stabilized enough to be lifelighted to Boise, Idaho. So I got, I got to Boise and you know, this is, this is where I need like everyone else's help to like tell the story, but like I've had a ton of injuries. Uh, it's funny. People think that like my amputation, um, cause it's, it's what's visible now. Right. But my other leg was crushed into like nine pieces and I almost lost that leg as well. And so they were fighting for that. I had a ton of internal bleeding. So they just had to like triage me. They're like, okay, how are we going to keep, keep this girl alive? Like she's bleeding from everywhere. Like, and they just went down, down the line of what, what was the most, most important. And at the end of the day, like I did, I did require like 30 units of blood. So you have like four to five in your body. So I just yeah. kept bleeding out. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd go into surgery and they would fix as much as they could, as much as my body could handle. So I did, I do now, I have two, two like screws in the back of my pelvis. I have two screws from my like femur into my pelvis. I have like two screws that holding together the rod in my femur. And I have a rod in my tibia on my sound side. And, and of course on my, on my right side, that leg needed to be cleaned up. Um, the amputation needed to be like completed because I did have like a little bit of my tibia still hanging on there, um, but there wasn't any flesh. There wasn't any skin to cover it. So I did have to have a skin graft um, on the bottom of my limb. Okay. And, and that was a decision my family had to make uh, actually, which is not usually a decision that people can make, but they're deciding between having me be a knee disarticulation or higher up on my femur is where they wanted to amputate. Mm -hmm. So obviously they said, let's keep the longer lever. Like that's going to make it easier for her her to walk. Um, And once I got stable enough to go into uh, an MRI machine, um, they saw what type of brain, brain damage I had. And and I had a severe diffuse axonal head injury. I have one. Um, and that's something that people do not expect because usually if you have that brain injury, you're, you know, the percentages are super high. They're like 90 something percent that you're, you, you die. Um, and then, or you're left in a vegetated state. And my family has already had some experience with motor vehicle accidents um and head trauma my my grandfather was in a really bad motorcycle accident and that was you know 30 30 odd years ago um but we all lived we all like grew up with that like that was my grandpa mm-hmm. um, and my family is also in the medical field so they're knowing exactly what these doctors are telling them everyone is just like distraught and they basically had, they, I kept, I kept bleeding out and they've had to, <laughs> they had to get a lot of blood drives going because they didn't have enough of my blood type mm-hmm. to, to help me and to help everybody else at the hospital. So the amount of community support was, is still amazes me because literally everyone across the country, like, Hey, if you're, if you're O positive, like come in, give your blood and we'll send it to St. St. Alphonsus in Boise, Idaho uh, for Lindy. And by that time, you know, they, my family, they, they had to make some really difficult decisions. They treated my accident, how I would have wanted, you know, um, I'm actually a very private person, <laughs> which surprises people totally. Um, but I, I just, I don't naturally like people knowing my, my business or what I'm up to or anything. Like, I just, I'm like, don't tell anybody, like, don't tell people that, like, (laughs) I just, what I am naturally. And so I've had to like, kind of grow through, through that. Mm -hmm. Um, But so my family, they didn't, they kept everything like close, like ear close to the ground because it was so touch and go. And there came a point where all of my, all of my siblings flew in because I wasn't, I wasn't going to make it. They made the decision like, Hey, she's been through enough. Um, Let's put her on palliative care. And what that means, it's just like, 
We're not going to do any drastic things to keep her alive. They just like make her comfortable. My siblings came in, they said goodbye. My husband said goodbye to me. My dad said goodbye. And they went back to the hotel together and just had like a really like almost spiritual, like, like, no, not almost. It was a very spiritual experience, you know? Um, And like, I can tell you, like I was on the border of this world and the next, um, it's super emotional. And that's probably why I don't talk about it very often is because it's just really, really close to my heart. But the next day they came in and I was eating peaches. Just like that. You, they walked in and you're eating peaches. Yeah. And like, if you know me, you know, I don't eat fruit because I think fruit is <laughs> but yeah, I was like sitting, I was eating peaches and like, I was eating them, swallowing them, which is a very good sign with someone who has a brain injury, because that is something you have to relearn. Like even to swallow is like a lot of practice. Again, you have to like relearn everything. Right. And like the type of brain injury I had. So you have your, like your neurons connecting into your brain. It's basically like the neurons connecting for how you do stuff. They have been sheared in half. And so they're not connected anymore. So it's basically like the equivalent of like shaken baby syndrome. Yeah. Or like for adults, it's started from like ground zero. I, I then had to, you know, I, I was still in the hospital. Like I got put down to the floor, the floor rooms, you know, I wasn't in ICU anymore. And it just started therapy. I had like four wound backs. And that just means like your, your wounds are open just so I can't, I'm like, I'm not a medical professional. I went in to ask people what <laughs> color they wanted in their logo, not, you know, right. uh, but it just keeps it so that it keeps it open. But the problem with me is like, I had one on my stomach. I had two on my, my sound leg, the one that wasn't amputated and then one on my amputated leg. I was so swollen that they couldn't close me up for six days. And so people like look at my scars and they're like, oh my gosh, like, why are they so bad? It's like, Hey, like I was left open, you know, like they couldn't close me up, you know, four weeks goes, goes by. And I don't know, they were just pumping me with a ton of pain medication And I wasn't complaining about pain. And so my mom was like, hey, you need to stop. She's not complaining of pain because it makes it just super drowsy. Mm -hmm. And that was like five and a half weeks after the accident. And I remember waking up in my bed and I was so confused. I was like, and my mom was sitting there next to me. I was like, mom, like, where am I? Mm -hmm. She's like, you're in the hospital. Like you were in like really bad accident. Um, you lost your leg. And well, and I asked her, I was like, well, how long have I been here? And she goes like, it's, it's been, you know, five and a half weeks. And I'm like, well, what the hell have I been doing? And she's like, well, <laughs> you, you've been, you've been fighting really hard. <laughs> yeah. been healing. Um, and I just like, I, I think the first thing out of my mouth was like, well, what am I, I like, I won't be able to flip anymore. <laughs> And she like, gosh, I could not believe that my mom had to go through that and handle that. Cause I can't even imagine like, you should see me with my dogs. I'm a helicopter mom. <laughs> like, um, and so we got, we got dressed. They were trying to get me um, like life lighted back into Spokane. Cause we have like a really good medical um, medical environment I don't that wasn't the right word but we have a really good rehab facility here and they're like okay get like let's get dressed let's get you in the shower and and then I got in the shower and I looked down and I was like who didn't tell me I lost a toe <laughs> on your on your other leg <laughs> yeah yeah I only have four toes yep and I was freaking mad about it I was like well isn't that just the middle finger gosh you know, it kind of just let me have that toe, like, and it's the fourth toe. It's not like it got caught on the pinky or anything, like, it's the fourth toe, so it doesn't make sense, and she just, she's like, look, like, we, we told you, and then I find out, I find out everything that has been going on, and I find out that I've been biting people, because in, in your brain, how you show affection, and how you show, like, hate, are right next to each other, And so it's very common for people with brain injuries to get those mixed up. They're just like, yeah, you pretty much bit all of us. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I felt like, I felt like a monster. You know, I just, 
I felt so embarrassed. I'm extremely independent and I have been relying on so many people for, for everything. And so we left, we luckily left, left uh, St. Al's after I did like my little victory lap in my wheelchair and the nurses in the ICU were just gobsmacked. They just were, cause I was already talking and they asked me, they asked me in the hospital, like in ICU, they would ask you what your name is and like, who's the president and I kept saying Obama and finally I got to the point where I said like, well, the orange guy and they asked me why my name one time and they're like, well, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm Lindy. Like I'm, I'm the survivor. And oh, chills. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would say like hashtag pink and my, my sister figured out that I meant like hashtag fight, but hashtag pink because my mom had breast cancer when I was 12 years old and I like, I learned how to fight from her. Like I learned how to fight because she showed me how I, how to fight, you know, against all the statistics. And so I got life flighted in like a really cool private jet, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, back into, back into Spokane. And again, I, people, people would come to my room. They would look at my chart. They say, oh, she has a diffuse axonal head injury. Crap. Uh, Basically. Right. I don't know what we're going to get. And they'd walk in and then they'd get a totally different person based on what they had perceived. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of just was like, what are you guys making a big deal about this? Like, just like, just get me out of here. Like freaking just tell me what to do. Like you want me, you want me to, to stretch, like I'll stretch like (laughs) you. And I had to do all these like therapy. I had to do uh, like recreational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy, and occupational therapy, like every day for two weeks and like an hour each. And like, there's some days where I was like, will you just let me sleep? Yeah. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Like, I don't want to be picked at. Like got my blood drawn. Like every day is a lot. And I like really excelled. Like my recovery, they're like, you only need to be here two weeks. And that was unheard of because no, we were expecting here to be there for like, for months, for months. And finally I got like dis- discharged out of there. Um, and I got, I got home and everyone, you know, everyone had to go back to work out like in my family. Mm-hmm. My husband like got it, felt like he really needed to get a job here um, in Spokane. Cause that's where we were going to be. Mm-hmm. We were living with my parents just until we got our feet under us. Uh, like we needed a lot of support and like, I'm so grateful we had that. Um, and still do. And, but it was very, very difficult. I, I like got out of there and I was so, I was so mad for so long. I was so mad. Cause I, cause I, I was like, what the heck? Like I go, I exercise, I eat super healthy. Like I appreciate my, my body. And then it just got taken away from me. Yeah. Like, and I couldn't, I couldn't even like sit up without, or turn in my bed without struggle. You know, I was just, I was just surfing in Hawaii and hiking. And I just like was so distraught. And then, and then my brain wasn't working either. And I'd like go to, I'd go to write my name and it looked, it would look like someone else wrote it. And it, that scared me. Cause I, cause I'm an artist, you know? Yeah. And I just, I just finished school. I just like spent this money and spent this time doing that. And it was so scary to have that, like, oh my gosh, where is it? Like, don't like, don't take that away too. Like I need something to work with. And so I, I started with something that I could. So I, I couldn't read for a long time. Like I couldn't focus. I couldn't, I had, I struggled knowing when I had to go to the bathroom. I had to learn all of that again. And it was just super, you know, I I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm a 21 years old and I, I like pee my pants. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's so, I was so embarrassed because I thought like, gosh, Lindy, like you, you can do better. You know, and I was like so hard on myself. And I asked, I was like, well, what else can I do to like get this better? And the the doctors were like, well, like you just go on and live your life. And everyone was kind of like, well, you should, you should be more than ecstatic to have what you have because there, you know, there's patients who have the same brain injury, same acts, like people who died in like similar accidents. Mm -hmm. And here I was like, 
angsty and I was told like it was hard because people thought like well be grateful like you're alive and I'd be like uh I did not ask for anything and that I can understand was your frustration like to have someone tell you how you're supposed to feel versus just letting yeah. you grieve in your own way yeah yeah it was super super difficult and so I just, I started with what I could. I started reading comic books again. I've, I've been sick, of, been fairly sick a few times in my life. And when I was a kid, I'd go to, I'd have to go to the doctors like every two weeks and I'd get a superhero sticker. Okay. And so that's where like that fascination with superheroes started young. And so I started reading comic books again and I just read like a couple pages and like, that's all I could handle. And like, that's where I started. And I watched a shit ton of Netflix, (laughs) Uh, you know, and I I slept a ton. Like I was on like so many medications that just knocked me out. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? Like, just give me the pain. Just give me it. I'm like, I like, it's messing with me enough that like, I don't want it anymore. Like, I'm not going to take it. I don't need it. And we finally, finally, finally we get like recovered enough that I start, I start working again. And I start working in January of 2018. And it's just like part-time. I'm working at an old job I had. I was an office man, like office manager at my gymnastics club that I trained at. I started there. I started going to, to the gym again once I like got a little bit better on my prosthetic. Um, and I cried every time after in the car because <laughs> it, it was different. Um, I had a different body. I was like... I was like 97 pounds and like, I weigh like 140 now. And I weighed like 130, like prior to the accident. Yeah. Uh, so it was just different. And I just like, I kept thinking like on the treadmill, like trying to get my like walking better. I was thinking, well, like I sure as hell, I'm going to see the Louvre in Paris. And like, I'm going to be walking wherever I want to go. Like, mm-hmm. and I just think about that. And I was like, all right, like I, I can freaking do this. And I wasn't going to let the accident take more away from me than I already had. And we were still trying, like, basically with my, with a brain injury, you get set back to zero, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to, like, learn everything basic until you're, like, you know, 10. And then, like, puberty. And, like, that's what was happening. Like, I was doing, and I, I st- I've i stayed true to myself my whole life because I was the same and I was like not the I was not the most I was not the easiest teenager um and that's I was stuck there I was stuck at probably like my 16 year old self for a while and my my marriage like suffered I was just I was just so I was hurting so much and my my poor husband too was too you know, but it was hard to manage both. Like we just got married. Um, we're with like my family, which my family only had met my husband, like, you know, three, three, four times before we got married. It was extremely difficult to say, to say the least. Well, yeah, to be thrust upon that situation at that point, you'd been married less than a month when all of this happened. Oh, this was, this was 13 days. Yeah. Like that's yeah insane. And then not only that, but you know, to have to be there to help, I assume help make those difficult decisions that your siblings and the rest of your family also had to make that. Yeah. I mean, it's an understatement to say that that doesn't test a marriage. And it got like super overwhelming. We got, we got our own apartment. We got these two little puppies that we had planned on getting when we got married. We're like, I want two dogs. Like, um, so we got, we got copper and zinc Aww. and they're super good for me to have. Cause they gave me, you know, something to be with all day. Like I was just so like, I was struggling still. And I just felt like, okay, like I, I need a break. Like I need to just get out. And so, and I don't, this is like this whole last, this whole year after mm-hmm. I had such bad like amnesia. And so I don't even remember half of this, but I, like we separated for, for six months and separated enough to have like divorce papers filled out. And I was just like, look, I don't know what I thought. I think I wanted to not be a problem for him or I, I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know why. Um, and there was one day where I it was back at my parents' house and I like woke up and I was like, mom, I'm like, where's Nate? And she was like, uh, what are you talking about? I was like, where's Nate? And she goes, oh, like, oh, honey, like you and Nate are, are separated and you have divorce papers filled out. And I, I was just like, absolutely not like, and that whole, the whole time when we were separated, like I was not making good decisions. Like I was drinking every night to the point where I was like, you know, I was drinking like by myself in my bed, like just getting sloshed and something clicked. I don't know what, it was like a light switch. Um, but I, I texted him. I called him. I was like, Hey, like, no, like this isn't, this isn't done. And I like fought, I fought hard for my marriage that I wanted. And he was like a little shy at first. He's like, okay, let's just like take it slow. Like, I want to make sure like, like you're, you're okay. And like, we are on the same page. And so we started dating again. And so I kind of like date my husband again, you know, and like feel all those like jitters, you know, um, we moved in with, to, to, with each other, like the January of 2019. And that was like, that was something super hard. And I, I don't like to talk about that. Like I have kept that very close to the ground, (laughs) Cause I just like, we've worked, we worked through it, you know? Um, and it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with anybody else with the two, but the two of us. Mm-hmm. And so like our families didn't even know what was going on. Cause I was like, this doesn't include you. Like, this is between us. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and that was very difficult, but it like, we worked through it. We, and I, and I started to go to counseling as well, you know, in 20, in late 2018, I started to go every week and I was just like, you know what? Like I, I'm not going to settle for living like this. I'm not going to settle with having this mind with being so angry all the time because I don't like being angry. <laughs> and so I just like, I, I hit, I've hit rock bottom a lot in my life. Um, and that was like a new, a new bottom. <laughs> that was like the, the trick the trick thing that goes down a little bit further, but I, learned that it's so important to to get help to ask for help that is such a power that I didn't see as a power before now that yeah I'm trying to figure out where I am (laughs) no I agree with you asking asking for help for something that is not like visible to the world around you like you know it's it's different asking for help when you're sick like you know I don't know, something that people can see, like you have a cough, you have the flu, whatever. Yeah, we go to the doctor. It's easy to ask for help then. Um, But whenever you're struggling internally and you know you're struggling and speaking those words out loud and say, I need help is the hardest thing to ask for. So I completely understand what you mean. But just like you said, it's one of the things that I think is most beneficial and it almost like retrains your mindset to see life with a new outlook. And that's, it sounds like that's kind of what counseling was for you. Yeah. And like, I still, I still go, I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not reaching. Like there are so many things like I want to improve in myself. So Mm -hmm. I still go, I still go every week. Um, Cause I'm just, I'm just not satisfied, you know, <laughs> I'm like, well, crap, like this can help me get better. Like, cool. I'm going to do it. And that's like something I'm a huge advocate for. I'm like, everyone go to counseling. Like, I don't care what's happened in your life. But <laughs> like, just so like, it will be eye opening to how helpful it is. And, you know, during this, I like, I found a, a parasport program here in Spokane. I, I showed up to practice and <laughs> I was on crutches at the time because I was having problems with my prosthetic um, and it was winter and I just ate shit when I walked in to the gym. <laughs> and I was on crutches and I was like, oh my gosh, they're not going to want me. Like, oh no, like this is so embarrassing. Um, but that wasn't the case. Like my, my coach now, he like walked up to me. He's like, okay, like, hi like do you want to just jump in I was like thank goodness like yes please yeah and I like haven't missed practice since like it just felt like okay I have a I have a spot you know 
I was surrounded by other people who have disabilities and they, they get it. They get that it's like gets exhausting getting asked by so many strangers. Like, Oh, what happened? It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, (laughs) there was no lead up to that. Like, and that was, that was the life changer. Like I was like, okay, the, the, the identity I had in myself as an athlete is still there. And that wasn't gonna, that wasn't gonna change regardless of my leg missing, you know? And that is how I like got involved with track. I like told them, I was like, okay, like I want to be competitive. Um, I'm not just here to, for like fun in games. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm serious. And he goes like, okay. And like, I was still a little string bean. I think I was like 115 at that point. And they're like, all right, put in the work. And I just kept asking for, for more. I kept asking, okay, how can I, how can I do this better? And I was just like hungry. And like, I still, I still am hungry. Like, <laughs> yeah, that program is Parasport Spokane. Spokane. Give them a shout out. Cause they're, they've done amazing things for me and countless other people. Yeah. That. They have a website. We're definitely put it in the, in the description. Oh yeah. 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 They do. Yeah. So, so wait, we, how soon was this? After, so after your accident, when you decided to join, this was like 20, 2019. Okay. So I'll be running. I have only been running for two years in June. So, and like, I'll tell you my first hundred meters and we, I'm, I still laugh about this. It's like, it's like, it hurts a little bit, but it was 44 seconds long. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, that was the longest 44 seconds for everybody. <laughs> you are a walking miracle girl. I'm so inspired by your story. You, wow. That's quite a journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no I don't think this is something that you can like all right I lived it that's it I'm done no like this this is you know part of your your life story yeah Yeah. you know I get a lot of questions about it and I I try to set like a really good boundary with it Mm -hmm. yeah but I'll get asked like oh like would you would you change it and I I wouldn't like, was it the absolute worst thing that's ever happened to my, in my life? Yes. Like, yeah. But what's cool is I've seen some of the best things that have come from it because I made the decision Mm -hmm. and that was, that was a hard one ground to make that decision to turn something so awful into something that is like changed my life, you know, for more reasons, for more good reasons than bad. Like my husband and I, we're freaking best friends. Like, like our marriage is so much better now than what it was like when we were even like engaged. Like I'm a lot more open with him. Um, and it just like broke down that barrier. I appreciated things beforehand, but like even now, I just like I'm happy to freaking be here. Like, yeah, yeah it's like something that's a very, very cool experience that I like that I have. It's a testament of your resilience because you could have very easily just kept going further and further down, like spiraling, you know, like when you're saying you were drinking and, you know, just yeah. pretty much feeling sorry for yourself. You could oh, have yeah. kept following that path. Yeah. But pity party. Yeah. yeah, you could have, but you didn't. You, you, you snapped out of it. You realized that you wanted more, that you were capable of more. And you're making it happen. And yeah, that is something that anyone can learn from you, whether they're an amputee or not, like you were dealt this shitty card and you played it and you you were playing it well, you know? Yeah. It's, it's all about like, and none of us have the same cards. Right. Uh, And we don't know what cards we're getting and like nobody does, but like, like you said, it's, it's literally how you play your cards. Wow. I know it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. No, but I think, I think it's important one that you share your story because you never know who you could be impacting, you know? And yeah. Also, I think, I hope that maybe by you telling us your story and sharing it with the out world, it's also part of your grieving process. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure it's, you said it, it's not easy to talk about it. And I'm sure it's not easy talking about it right now with me. And I don't know, like, I'm glad that you're doing it. Thank you. So don't feel sorry for, you know, going into details or going on a long tangent. I, I think 
yeah, don't don't apologize for that. Let's talk about your prosthetic legs because you have multiple yeah. legs, don't you? Yeah. Okay, how many do you have? I have two. two. Okay. Um, really want three, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, so I have one, one prosthetic. So it's my, we call it my day leg. Um, it's the one that I wear during the day for like walking and for normal activities. It, it is the leg I prefer to lift in as well. Um, cause it does, it has a, what's called a microprocessor knee. And it's basically like a tiny computer in there that like I we've programmed to know my gait, to know when to know how much resistance to give me while I'm like sitting down or like, um, just walking and how fast it bends and kicks back out. And so it's quite a cool machine. And also it has to be charged. And there's been times where I have not completed that task <laughs> very well. So, Wait, so what um, happens if you don't charge it? Oh, well, it just goes free swinging. And <laughs> if you're not ready for it, you land on your, like you just misstep and you land on your face. And I've done it in the middle of a gas station. And, you know, people act like I just lost my leg right there. You know, like, oh, like, it's fine. Like, it's okay. Like, I can get back up. Like, actually can't get up easier if you try to help me. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's like very comical sometimes. But then I, I, have my, I have my running leg and that's, that's the fast one. That's like my Maserati, right? You know, um, and the way it's built, it, I have like an adjustable socket on it to, to compensate for when my, when I get a muscle pump, you know, when I'm running. Mm-hmm. Um, and the knee joint on it is basically like a glorified door hinge, but it's pro it's like designed. So when it's coming down back, like back, like down to the ground with gravity, it will straighten out. So it will be straight when you hit the ground. Okay. And then when it comes back up, that's when it bends. So just like how, how able body legs, normal legs, I don't know how to say that, um, just how they work. Um, and then I have attached to like a, a spring loaded carbon fiber foot. And that basically acts like everyone's ankle on Achilles. So when it hits the ground, it compresses and then springs you back forward. Yeah. So those are my two legs. I want a water leg. <laughs> Okay, what does a what does a water leg do? Like, it's just a waterproof leg. Um, I grew up I grew up wakeboarding and water skiing, and so it would be fun to do that again. Um, I didn't even think about that. Duh! Like, cause they're they have like the other one has your like your tiny computer in there. You obviously can't get that wet. Yeah, I'm not waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, getting specialized prosthetics is extremely difficult like Um, because they're not easy to get or like because they're pricey why is it difficult to get them all the above they're expensive because they're medical equipment like my little just my little tread on my running blade is like three hundred dollars like oh wow like might as well have gucci on it like (laughs) (laughs) um so it's just and it's it's not I wish they did it like cars where you could like, you know, make payments on one, you know, yeah. I think that would be a really good idea. Um, and there, like I tell people, like there are a ton of grants out there to get specialized prosthetics. Um, Cause I don't want that to be held back for someone else to be held back by that. Mm-hmm. So your, your day life. I, I didn't, I'll mention this cause this is like a really cool thing. So while I was in the hospital, my old like gymnastics coaches put together a GoFundMe and they raise you know like $40,000 for me to use for my medical stuff and so that is that is what I used to get my running leg and that was just super cool to just see the support from there too well you're a beautiful person it's like of course, all these people are going to want to support you and be there for you and do whatever they can, you know, to aid in making sure that you have what you need. So yeah. that is super cool. On your, on your day leg, it like, so I know your running leg, it has like the little spring base or whatever. Yeah. You, yeah. The plate, your day leg is the, is it, does it look like a foot? Yeah. I have like a little fate, like a little plastic looking foot. Okay. Um, like I have my toes painted. You should see me when I'm walking to get my nails done. They're like, they get the grinder off to like get the polish off. And I'm like, stop. Nope. Just regular nope. nail polish. No polish. You're fine. <laughs> Don't even get the grinder out. Like, That's so um, funny. 
And it stays painted for like a year. I haven't painted that foot in a year. So you have like mismatched toenail polish right now. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my questions you answer just by you, you know, telling me your story. Yeah. I know you said that it's difficult when people ask you like what happened. It's like they just, they go directly to that. Like the, what happened? Neither. So is there like a right way and a wrong way to ask? Or do you just prefer that people not ask in general? How does, how was that like for you? Yeah. It's so funny because I was just talking about this on my Instagram story. So the rule of thumb, and I've talked to like quite a few amputees about, you know, getting asked how it happened. And if there's a a relationship established there, um, like if you know a few things about the person, like the amputee, like, I think that that makes it a little bit more appropriate, but if it's like, like just a stranger that you're waiting in line at the grocery store, it comes like you know, people's intentions might not be this, but this is how it comes off. It's like, I'm curious about this. Like, why don't you offer a very personal, like personal set of facts, right? About what happened to you to satisfy my curiosity. And so it's, it's not them trying, it doesn't come off them trying to empathize with you or like see you. And so, and it's, it's like awkward. It's like, ah, like I I was hit by a truck. It's like, oh, like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like, well, it's okay. And I become the one comforting Comforting them about how I lost my leg. And that's like, just a little bit weird. Yeah. So, you know, some, some good questions I tell people to ask is, you know, ask about their prosthetic, like, oh, shoot, like, how does, how does that work? Mm-hmm. just because technology with them has become so far you know but if there is a person like if there is a connection there what what did uh, yeah I don't know I have such mi- I have like super mixed feelings about this yeah uh, well it's but- still I think it's still fairly new like I know it's been several years but it's still fairly new to you for you to be able to know how you want people to ask you or not ask you yeah and it's just like, I, I've talked through this, like with my husband, I'm like, geez, like, why do you, like, why do I have such like strong feelings about this? Mm-hmm. And it's because when they ask what has happened, I become a victim. Like I was a victim of like, a tr- like something tragic and like, oh, like poor you. And I don't want that. Like. You know, I'm, I'm a survivor. I'm a fighter. I would rather be seen as the person who, you know, kept going mm-hmm. than someone who's like, who's stuck in this event that's happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've moved on from it. Like I've taken it and ran with it literally. And I don't want to be caught in that, in that box of what happened. You know, I don't, I don't want the story of like, oh yeah, this like this gymnast, man, she, she was in an accident right after her wedding and, and she lost her leg. And you know, that's, that's it. Like, no, like I, I lost my leg and like, I'm a track athlete now, like, you know, trying to run for team USA at the Paralympics. Like it keeps moving forward. When people ask, it feels like it just gets pulled back to that event. Yeah. And I'm trying to like, just move on. Yeah. I think it kind of like, you are not your accident. You know, like if yes. that happened to you, but you, like you said, you moved on from it. I can see how it kind of like, like they want to put you in this little box of like a yeah. victim in an accident, but you are so much more than that. Yeah. I don't like being on a leash. Like do not leash me up. <laughs> and you, you know, usually like there's way more interesting things about a person with a disability. Like, Hey, what, what are your hobbies? Like, what do you like to do? Mm-hmm. And then you see them, then you establish a, like a, a conversation that's about what they are doing right now yeah. and not what they have to deal with, like on a, like everyday basis. So there's like definitely a balance. Um, and it's, it's, <laughs> you know, if you ask this to 10 different amputees or you'll get 10 different answers, mm-hmm. you know, I had a conversation with an amputee just yesterday, like, Hey, when people ask, like, it makes me feel seen. And that that's, that's great you know, if that's how it makes her feel great. That's, that's like super cool. Um, it just doesn't make me feel seen, feel like caged. Yeah, I can see that. And then, you know, who knows, maybe like five, 10 years down the road, your feelings will change and that'll still be completely valid because yeah, your feelings change and you're allowed to change how you feel. And yeah, 
Yeah. And I've, I've, um, and I try to like tell, like I've studied a lot about like what it does to your brain, um, like what trauma does to your brain mm-hmm. and I totally recommend, uh, the body keeps the score by, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, but, <laughs> um, Vanderkalk or something like that. Um, but when, when victims like, or when people who have been sexually assaulted mm-hmm. and they get asked, just by a random person and they don't have control of what information they're offering. Mm-hmm. It like triggers something in your brain to make it feel like it's it's happening again. And so just being respectful of, you know, the, it is impactful experiences. It does actually change your brain and just being aware of that and accepting of that. And if someone doesn't want to share their story that day, like, okay, that's okay. Like it doesn't, it's not anything against you or or anything that you said, or it's just, you know, be aware. Right. right. You're allowed to say no. And then they just have to take you at your no and move on. Exactly. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned that book and that you made that comparison. I didn't want to make that comparison because I, I have not experienced, you know, sexual assault or losing a body part. Um, but I, I have done similar research on just the brain in general, because yeah. I'm, I'm super like, into like just the way that the brain works. And um, I've read that before, how, you know, those traumas or even like uh, people, like women who were kidnapped when they were so young or who were um, rescued out of like sex trafficking, like situations, how like whenever, again, you ask them about what happened and they're even like when they're caught off guard, it just instantly takes them back to that moment. Yeah, That is not a feeling that people want to feel especially when you're so you know far removed from it and you've already built this other life and people keep bringing it back and like I like it people don't want to make other people feel like that either right like people like you don't want someone to be like yeah let's bring you back there like Mm -hmm. you can usually tell where people's intentions are Mm -hmm. um so it's like a case-by-case basis so well, and now you have this podcast too. So if you ever don't feel like telling people and be like, you know what, just go listen to that. <laughs> like it's an hour long explanation of what happened. So you don't have to ask me again. <laughs> like I, I eat this post on my Instagram, this post, like just, just watch it, you know? And if someone actually super wanted to know, you know, they just like Google someone's name and like, watch. yeah, I'm not saying like Google me, but like, it will come up, you know? Um, okay. I'm going to ask you a question and you totally don't have to answer it, but I want to know what's, and I, I like to be balanced. So I'm going to ask yes. you, what's something that you miss the most about having both of your legs, but then I want you to come back with it with a positive, something that you can now do because yeah. of your prosthetic leg. Yeah. Uh, I miss the ability to take shoes off without bending down and <laughs> So you can like use your foot to slip off your heels, you know? Yeah, that was that. Don't take that for granted, people. That is gold. <laughs> or just like feeling like your feet next to each other, like in, in your bed at night, like. Or like rubbing your feet together. Yeah. I just tease my husband and I'm like, well, <laughs> threesome, like <laughs> my foot wants to be friends with somebody else. So like, where are your feet? Like I need someone to be like a buddy with my foot. It's lonely. <laughs> uh, and. But like now I can't like I can have glitter freaking legs. Like yeah. I love that. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Like people think like, oh, is it for to show other people that you're proud? I'm like, no, it's for me. Like yeah. I love looking at it. It's like sparkling. Like it makes me so happy. <laughs> That's cool that they let you do that. But you can pick what you want your leg to look like. Yeah. So cool. Is there anything else that you want to share? Like anything that's on your heart or that you would want people to know? Or even maybe someone who has recently recently gone through a similar similar situation and is still coping or in that early grieving process. Man, I, I could write a book on like what I want. <laughs> you should. I know. It, it will be, you know, in the future. But I... I just want people to know that there is an infinite power within them and, and it comes from, you know, being true to yourself. It comes from allowing other people in and asking for help 
And, you know, there's a lot of other people that want to support you. Mm -hmm. And you just have to give that opportunity, like give the opportunity to them and don't, don't think that you're not worth it. Um, don't think you can't, you can, you can do anything you want. You can live a life that is just your dream life. Um, it will be incredibly hard. So be, be ready to work your butt off, but you have, you have someone, you have someone on your team. Like if you need anything, like I am so willing to help other people and just, just enjoy it. Like life is, life is freaking short and is so precious. So soak every moment up because it's more special than you think it is. Totally agree. I love how you said allowing people in because I think sometimes people want to be tough and they don't want to let people in because they think that they can do it on their own. And it's so much, the journey is so much sweeter when you let others help you, when you let others into your life, you know? And I think you had a great support system within your family. And then now you have a great support system within your husband. And now you have the Buff Bunny family. And so, you know, allowing people in is, is a game changer for a lot of situations. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like, don't let other people tell you when it's time, when to settle. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have, you have, like you're, you're far enough. Like if you're, if you're not happy with where you are, keep pushing, like keep moving forward. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, before we wrap up, I want to play a quick round of this or that. These are just fun, random, this or that's that have nothing to do (laughs) with you know, um, your love or whatever it's just super random okay and you can elaborate if you want okay okay number one pancakes or waffles oh mm. waffles because they can be put in a toaster so they're more efficient <laughs> you know what you've got a point you've got a point <laughs> um mountains or the beach oh goodness I'm going to go with the beach. The beach. I'm, I'm, I am a cancer. So that <laughs> water sign makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I would go with the beach too. Yeah. Uh, three apple or Android. Apple, apple. I'm graphic designer. Freaking apple for days. <laughs> Team apple for life. Heck yeah. <laughs> okay. Number four, toilet paper over or under over, over, over is the only acceptable way in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> number five is salty or sweet salty salty what's your uh go-to snack uh mm, (laughs) i'm not like a snack person okay neither am i yeah i'm like i want a freaking meal like i don't want to waste time like nibbling on something but if i had to pick something i would say popcorn popcorn okay yeah just like regular popcorn not like anything fancy like you know how there's like caramel corn and like all these oh. like, mm-hmm. no, nope, nope. that caramel out of there no nope, doesn't nope. belong <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like same I'm not a snacker but if I'm gonna snack it's usually fruit or popcorn like yeah yeah um dress or shorts 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 and the last one eggs scrambled or hard-boiled oh scrambled but you know what I've been doing I figured this trick out so I just mark micro microwave my eggs I like whisk them up in a in like a mug and then I just microwave them and it's like changed my life I don't know why I've been dirtying so many pans (laughs) they're not rubbery like that would be my concern that they have like a rubbery consistency to them no you just like whip them good and like Put them for 45 seconds and come and like whip them again and then finish them off for like 30 seconds or until they're cooked. And then I just put them in my like nice big breakfast burrito and I'm dirtying less pans. And that's the game I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Those are cooking tips with Lindy today. (laughs) I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it tomorrow. I already have it. Let me know what you think of it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to tag you. I'm like, I learned this from Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, that was it. See, I told you a super quick round of this or that. Um, once again, thank you for being here today. 
And we, at the end of every episode, I always ask my guests to plug their stuff. So if my listeners want to know more about you, follow you, where can they find you? Um, I'm most active on Instagram at lindy.marcuson. Um, I do have a TikTok. It's not, it's not anything really (laughs) yet, but like maybe check it out yet, but it will be. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just keep, keep tabs. Cause I, I've got something I'm launching in the next couple months that I'm very excited about. So I'm excited for you. I can't wait to find out what it is. Um, And I'll make sure to put, you know, all the links that we talked about in the uh, podcast description. And yeah, I can't wait to meet you in person. I hope that you're in Houston. We get to meet up because I missed you the last time you were here. I think I shot the day before you were shooting uh, for a swim. Yeah. So I know that was like such a quick trip. It was like down and back in like two <laughs> days. It was like super quick. So we will have to meet. Yes, absolutely. Probably. I don't know. I don't know if they plan to do any like big thing for when Alpha Land opens, but yeah. if we do and we're in the same city at the same time, we definitely have to meet. And I'm excited about that. Like I am here. Meet me. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been, this has been fun. Thank you. I'm glad. Yeah.